What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. It's very early in the morning here, coming to you from San Diego. And my special guest for today is Mora Sedgwick. Uh, she is the founder of A Chalet Collective. Uh, she's been in hospitality for about 20 years. She's an interior designer and many, many things more. But I'll, uh, I'll, le- I'll let you explain all of that. Mora, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. And I'm coming to you from Baltimore an East Coast gal over here. And thank you for the introduction. I'm an interior designer um, with my company, Mocha Interiors, and my management company, A Chalet Collective. You know, when I hear Baltimore, my mind always goes to that famous TV series, The Wire. It was, it was one of the best series I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's a fun show to watch. Um, don't let it keep you from visiting Baltimore, especially if you want to stay at one of our properties. But we have a really good food scene, lots of James Beard nominees and winners that are here. So come for the culture. And, uh, you, you know, when I watched that series, I, I, I actually just moved to the U.S. This is like 13 years ago or something. And uh, somebody recommended it to me just to pick up some like slang words and things like that. So it was like, I remember in the beginning, it was so hard for me to understand everything. Um, but it was yeah. uh, definitely a great series. Um, so, Keep those uh, subtitles on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Mora, I know you, you have a ton of experience in interior design and hospitality. Why don't you give us a bit, bit more of your background and how you got involved in short-term rentals? Yeah. So I have 20 years of expertise in the hospitality industry. I'm a trained chef. I went to the Culinary Institute of America and my background is in a lot of food and wine events with the country's top chefs. And I was the awards director at the industry-defining James Beard Foundation. So for those restaurant lovers out there, you'll know that we get out lots of awards to outstanding chefs and restaurateurs. And that's sort of how I hone my skills in creating five-star hospitality experiences. And now I translate that over to short-term rentals with uh, a twist in design. And I love designing interiors with my partner, Carlos Latore. And together we have Mocha Interiors based in Baltimore. And together we transform spaces into amazing little havens that cater to guests and real estate investors who appreciate that perfect blend of high design, hospitality, and exceptional functionality. So you can have functional spaces that are beautiful. So don't ever think that you can't. Um, But we do love to present our short-term rentals Um, to our guests. And we also do private residences, but our designs are really tailored to evoke a sense of luxury and elevate the guest experience. So what sets us apart and why our clients like to work with us is because we have an insane obsession to hospitality and detail. Yeah. And it's something that uh, we've mentioned quite a bit on this podcast that you know, we believe that it's going to be very, very important uh, in the in the future uh, for uh, for hosts to really pay attention to design because our guests are just 
more they're looking for more unique experiences than before um <clears throat> so i think that uh you know design is just a huge uh focus point i think for going forward in the future um now for people that do not really have any uh you know like knowledge or skill sets when it comes to interior design for example for example, myself, I, I have no idea how to design anything. Like, we, you know, we uh, we just moved into this apartment here in uh, in uh, near uh, San Diego, and my wife is you know putting together all the you know all the furniture and the things on the wall and everything. And I have no idea how to do that in a way that it looks good. Um, so it's definitely like a skill set. But what are what are some things that you know hosts can do? Um, some steps they can take to kind of improve the the design of their units without like investing like you know tens of thousands of dollars. Well, I would say the easiest thing is to collaborate with us on your vision, <laughs> and if you want to give it a go on your own, really start to think about what can set you apart in the marketplace. And what I love to do when I'm working in a new market, or even when I'm working on a new property in my current market. I look at some of the top properties that are coming up on Airbnb and really look at their interiors and look at the photos and what is popping in the photos, what makes them a really fun destination. And then I also do that for some other markets that I feel like are near us and maybe similar. And I start to think about how I can set myself apart. Like, can I offer something different? Can I take inspiration from this host who's done a really good job? Or what does this spark with me? And how can I give life to the small details, like literally extension cords? So those really fine details, how can I make that fun and beautiful to look at and really extend that all the way up to the lighting scheme itself? So I see a lot of guests gets or hosts rather get stuck in just overhead lighting, and maybe some of them feel like they pick something that looks a little bit interesting. Um, I would say stop leaning into the industrial look and try to play with something a little bit more unique, and make sure you're looking at the top, the middle, and the bottom. Like, how can you create something that hits you at every level of your eye? You know, it's, uh, it amazes me how changing some small detail that you might not even notice uh, can completely change the feel of a space. Um, just using this apartment where I'm living at right now, uh, when we moved in, one of the first things that my wife said was like, we got to get new light bulbs because these light yeah. bulbs are, it's yellow light. And, you know, she's like, this is horrible. And I was just looking at it and I was like, I, I wouldn't even have noticed that. And I, I was thinking like, I don't know, is that really going to make a difference? Um, you know, so we went to the store, got, got new lights and then we changed them. And then I was like, wow. I was like, it almost, it feels like I'm in a new space right now. I, I completely did not expect that. Yeah. That's something that literally this week we bought a ton of different lights. We're working on a new property in the Remington neighborhood of Baltimore and we're doing an install for a previous client of ours. And we put up these beautiful light fixtures and we start at the top and work our way down. So right now we're working with the light fixtures and we just bought a ton of different light bulbs to play with. And our rule internally for our company, for Mocha Interiors, we never have any white or blue lights. We always have something that's warm and inviting because that will translate to photos and it will sort of create a vignette in and of itself but we play around with what is the light giving off? Is it um, 
an LED that can give off a 40 watt field. We save 60 watt for places that need to be brightly lit like a kitchen. Or did we find this beautiful light fixture that also needs some supporting light? So again, we play around with the levels. We have um, a ceiling light and then a wall light and that wall light is different. And is that light bulb something that is a half chrome light so that when you're looking at it, it's not hurting your eyes. So it's really taking into consideration your guest and how they're going to feel in the space. And they probably won't sit there and think about your lighting, but it'll create this whole warm atmosphere and ambiance. And that's the level of hospitality that we want. We just want them to feel at home, to feel that comfort. And it comes through thinking about those little details like the light bulbs. Mm -hmm. So I think your wife is on the right track there for sure. <laughs> well, that's really interesting that you mentioned the the wattage, right? The 40 versus the 60, because yeah. we were in the, in, the, in the Home Depot and, you know, she told me, all right, we got to get these lights. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, there's a hundred of them. Like, I have no <laughs> idea which one to get. So like, right. it's interesting that you mentioned that of like, oh, the kitchen, you know, we should get like a higher wattage than like some other areas. So what, what are kind of like the standard um, uh, wattage uh, levels of the light? I think it's like 25, 40, 60. And then yep, what so 25, kind of areas are those best for? Exactly. So 25 is very low ambient light, something that's more creating more of a vignette. 40 watts we like in our meeting areas that are more comfortable, like a living room. And I go back and forth with the dining room being somewhere between 40 and 60. And then the kitchen, as we said, is a brighter light. We like to go 60 and up, but always a, a warm light, not something cool. And then in the bathroom, this is actually where my partner, Carlos, and I have some disagreements and we get to see who who wins the battle per property that we design. But his stance is that the bathroom needs to be bright so you can see yourself, you're getting ready. And mine is like, I'm in a vibe when I'm in the shower, so I like a lower light. So to compromise, we go with a higher wattage and we put dimmers in every room. Our rule for our company is that we design all of our communal spaces with dimmers or in our bedrooms and our bathrooms, not that that's communal, but places like a hallway, we wouldn't have a dimmer light, but it's just a place that you're going to spend time in. We want to give our guests the option. Mm, makes sense. Um, now, another question is like, I think the combination of the colors is also very important, right? If you pick a bunch of random colors, um, it's uh, like, I remember when I, when I bought my first home in Amsterdam, I, I had like green on the wall, which I really liked. And then I bought like an orange smack fridge that I put in there and I had some other colors. And I, I just remember every time somebody would visit me with some sense of design, they would look at this and they would ask me like, why on earth did you choose the combination of these colors? You know, and you're in like, Amsterdam. Ah. So that gives a little <laughs> tip as to the mental state, but um, <laughs> we play around a lot at Mocha interiors with the color story, that's what we call it when we create a whole color scheme and present that to our clients. And internally, when we're here at Mocha and playing around with different concepts, we 
frequently get a lot of samples, paint them on a board, paint them in the property themselves if there's you know that possibility. And then we mix and match, lay things out, and then we customize. So we're kind of walking through the flow of the space. And you have to see how those colors speak to each other overall. And are they in the same color palette? And is this more cool or more warm? And we've realized at Mocha that we like warmer colors versus cool. And I think that goes with our idea of the lighting concept too. So you have to think through those elements, which is why it is great to work with designers because we can think about all those things with you. And if you are you know, by yourself designing for the first time in Amsterdam, you might find yourself with a lot of funky colors. Um, and cases do come up too where we put together a color and then we're like, wow, you got to scrap it. But that's also why paint is perfect because it's an easy change and it's a stunning change when it comes together. Mm-hmm. What about um, you know things on the wall, like little paintings or mirrors or signs or what's just, what kind of guidance would you have there? That is a great question. And we do all of those. Our standard at Mocha is to install things at eye level. And again, there's some discrepancy there because Carlos is six feet tall and I'm about five, six. So we're fighting at whose eye level it is. And we're really looking to appeal to the masses and we are creating mini hotels. So I don't always want to, you know, compromise and just put things to my eye level. So we do somewhere in between. But eye level is a general rule of thumb when you're hanging something on the wall. We oftentimes see a lot of things hung too high, especially TVs. And that like perspective of where people are viewing is very important. So if you are hanging a TV or a gallery wall around your TV, take a minute and sit on the couch or whatever it is that your guests are going to be um, seated at or standing at, take that level into consideration. Awesome. Um, I would love to uh, learn a bit, a little bit more about what you're currently working on. I mean, <clears throat> you know, you're going for the Legends X program right now, so we're on calls every single week with each other. And every time you and Carlos and every time, like, it seems like every time one of you guys is like working on some renovation or, you know, doing some cool project. Um, I know Carlos is an artist as well. And, uh, you know, he's working on his art sometimes. So I'm always kind of curious, like, well, what's, what are Mora and Carlos going to be working on this week, you know? So yeah, give us a little insight of like what's, what's happening in your business right now. What are you working on? Yeah. Carlos is a fine artist and he's an oil painter um, by training and we get to play around with that in our properties. Um, so right now we're finishing up two properties. One is our own. It's a small little townhouse that we call Reggie and that's in Baltimore's Fells Point neighborhood right near the harbor. And we're having a lot of fun with that house, you know, because my style is kind of glam pop and Carlos's is more refined and he has an eye for details like perfectly lining up wallpaper. So we just installed this gorgeous wallpaper that looks like a hand-painted mural of all these oversized birds with a pink background and 
we put it inside this dining room that's painted this like beautiful light blue that's a little bit more electric than just sky blue. But having an artist on the team as my partner really makes that whole look come together. I don't think I would have picked that blue paint with this wallpaper um, if Carlos hadn't really pushed for it. And I know I pushed for the wallpaper, so together it comes together. Um, we have a lot of fun pop with our lighting fixtures, like I mentioned before. Um, but this particular project is a three-story townhouse and it's tiny, but big at the same time. So that should hopefully be complete within the next two weeks. And then we can go live hosting our guests. And we also have a project that we're working on in the Remington neighborhood of Baltimore for our client. And the theme is schoolhouse. So we're working and playing with a lot of fun antiques that these owners had in their storage, like through all their travels, I got to go through and find vintage globes and some pieces from Africa, some pieces from Mexico, and incorporate that in the design that Carlos and I made. And we've got some vintage chalkboards that are going in, some desk chairs from schools from the 60s, and then paired with some other antique finds that the owners had. So Whenever we do think of a short-term rental, we think about it as a mini hotel, but we also think about that design element to really maximize the profits so this client can have their property stand out in a saturated market. So we're always looking for these cool things, whether that's at an estate sale, at um, a flea market, or on Facebook Marketplace, not just the stores that are available to us all online. We're really looking to curate things. We also look for very special art. And we're lucky enough that Carlos can put his art on the walls as well. So we have an eclectic mix, but the, the net net is that we have two big properties that are coming together. And then after that, we have another property that used to be a saloon, also in Fells Point in Baltimore. And we're turning that into a fourplex mini hotel. So that's our project after we wrap up these two other houses. And hopefully that was easy to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it uh, definitely sounds like you're pretty busy uh, with all of that. Um, <clears throat> what's um, like you, you started your, you bought your first short rental in 2013, right? So about 10 years ago, I did. Um, yes. <clears throat> you know, back then, as we, as we all know, it was very different back then. Um, not that many people were doing were doing Airbnb. What are some? Uh, what's like a major learning lesson that that you took from the last ten years of being an Airbnb host? That's a great question. And when I first bought my property, it was in the Poconos. And I would say one big tip is find that market that no one knows about because there was no real competition at that time. And now the Poconos is such a hot spot that's possibly oversaturated. Um, but my takeaway was to find community to help you work through the issues you're experiencing. Because for the longest time, I was really a one-woman show on my own, didn't really have anyone to ping ideas off of. And I made the mistake early on in my hosting career of canceling a guest on Airbnb in which they bury you in the algorithm. So never made that mistake again. Um, I think I did that in the first six months of hosting and that was a little horrible. Um, but some other tips that I've picked up, never buy white towels. They get pretty nasty pretty easily. 
and we now exclusively purchase gray towels and um, we have a whole set of standardized pieces that we use to furnish a home from you know the basics like the essentials and having that list really takes out the thinking so it's become a system of the basics that we order per property we spend so much time thinking about what the design is and what's going to be unique that it's best to come up with a standardized process for those things that you don't need to think about like sheets and cutlery mm-hmm. since you uh furnish a little homes <clears throat> um i'm curious like what are what are some of your favorite shops to source all these the the linens and the you know all the furniture and the stuff so i have a multi-prong approach. <laughs> um, some of our favorite stores will seem very obvious. Um, Blue Dot is one of our favorites. Um, Ikea, if you play it right, can have some really amazing design finds. West Elm, CB2 for the big box stores. And for essentials, we do go to Amazon a lot. We go to Target a lot. Target has a lot of fun poppy essentials that we like to use, like maybe it's utensils in the kitchen um, or something fun that like a door hook or something like that. So we do find a lot of antiques, like I mentioned earlier, and a lot of vintage things. So together, we really like that mix. Got it. Um <clears throat> Let's see, what's uh, what's one thing that you would have done differently if you were to start over with your short rental business? Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> and I think it comes down to creating better systems and realizing that you can templatize a lot of things, including your sheets, as I mentioned earlier, like making sure you just have that easy turnkey solution put down in a system. So if you get hit by a bus, someone else can take over. And I think that that hard part of like trying to figure things out over and over again is a lot of mental energy that you don't have to spend if you have more systems in place at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Sweet. So, um, what's uh, what's the uh, what's the future for you and your business? Like, tell us a little bit more about like how many. I know you manage and design units for for owners. Like, how many? What's what's your current portfolio? And like, where? What's your vision for the next like three to five years? Great question. We're currently hosting about twelve to fifteen properties with the ones that we're bringing on. We're expanding, and I would say the goal by this time next year would to have would be to have 25 units and then scale up for the three-year plan to 50 to 100. Um, and I think we're also really looking at expanding our own properties. We currently have a single family home in our own personal portfolio and a fourplex. So we are looking for those deals that are unique. We are looking for churches and partners that want to work on that with us and other unique properties like is it a schoolhouse is it a bank a former post office but things that are very special because we feel like that comes back to the design and what's beautiful about our work is that mocha interiors dovetails right into a chalet collective so we are setting up these beautiful unique mini hotel properties to maximize profits 
And then we hand that over essentially to a chalet collective, our other business to manage them and ensure the guest experience is top notch. We always have five-star reviews and the guests are largely thankful for the beautiful spaces that they are in. So we want to continue that trend. We want to continue to purchase properties that are unique and work with people that love design. It doesn't mean that you have to be good at it, but if you have a motel, a single family home, a fourplex, you'll want to work with Mocha Interiors and a Chalet Collective to help you bring your vision to life and really maximize your profits. You mentioned reviews and I've been getting some emails from hosts that saying that uh, they feel like it's becoming a little bit harder to get the five-star review might have to do with the, you know, expectations of our guests that have uh, gone up a little bit since uh, definitely since Mm -hmm. we started uh, with Airbnb. Um, What are some things that you do to, you know, to really drive those five-star reviews? That is a great question. I start with first defining with our clients, like what sort of hotel brand are you? And we usually come to the conclusion that we're some sort of boutique hotel that might find itself in the Marriott autograph collection. So then it's walking it back. And what does that mean? And when you're at this type of hotel, what are the amenities that are there? What makes you feel great when you're there? And for us, it's not only the details of delicious sheets that feel great when you're in them, but obviously the service. We are highly responsive. We want to give guests anything that they ask for within reason, of course. And we do put a lot of attention to the details. We make sure the towels are always blemish-free and that they are towels that can fit everybody. So if you're buying the small towels, please stop. Um, But just things that make you feel like you're getting a big hug. Um, We always make sure that the lighting scheme is tight when guests arrive. So not only do we ensure that they feel like they're the first person in this property, but we also ensure that the lights are set to the level that we want, that there's some ambient music playing, that there's a welcome note, maybe a welcome gift and a gift on exit as well. So when they leave, they have this feeling that we're thinking of them, that they had a good experience, and that they want to come back to experience that again at another property. So -hmm. we're looking for multiple touch points. We communicate with them during their stay at least five times and do our best to make sure the property is top-notch when they arrive, which is first and foremost. Yeah, I think those two two touch points that you mentioned are really important. The the moment that the guest literally opens the door you know you can only make a first impression once and uh i totally agree that's like so important to really think about like what's the how's the guest gonna feel when they open that door right um because that doesn't cost anything extra to like really think about that and turn on you know some music um but you know just the lighting i think that's super important and then also when they leave because if they feel really good when they first step into the property and they feel really good when they leave then you know that's uh that's a that goes a long way towards that that five-star review so i think it's really the the details um obviously there's a lot of things you know you mentioned communication really important as well it's kind of building their connection with the with the guests right um but i think the details are super important that's what we're here for. And that's what Mocha Interiors does to set up a really good experience for guests staying with the Chalet Collective properties. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit more about Baltimore, by the way. Like, what's uh, you know, what what are the top three reasons to visit the city? Top three reasons to visit Baltimore because it's the city that you didn't know was your favorite. And we're affordable, we're walkable, we have interesting things going on, we have our own aquarium, we have a lot of other cultural attractions, some great museums, and the food scene, like, come visit the restaurants. I have a whole list of my favorite places that change monthly, but don't forget that Baltimore is here and, you know, Philly's to our north as is New York City. And I'm a former New Yorker. So I have to give a shout out there. And DC is to our south. And all of these are really great hubs for food and culture. And Baltimore is there too. Mm-hmm. And we're affordable. Awesome. Did I say that already? I think so. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never been, but I'll definitely put it on my, uh, you're putting Baltimore on my list, essentially. Um, well, what's, uh, we can host you when you come. Yeah, no, we look forward to that. Um, like we're uh, almost at the end of this podcast, but one question I have is like, because, you know, we've been working together for a while now. What's what's like the biggest learning lesson from, from going through the Legends X program for you so far? For me, it goes back to systems. <laughs> and I think it's your tagline that systems are freedom. And if I'm wrong, correct me if that's not the tagline. It is. It is. You're you're right. (laughs) So I think it is freedom. And so many times I'm working through a process and now it feels like it's an extra step of writing down what I'm doing as I'm doing it. But in the long run, it's easier to hand that off to someone. So I've had a few cases where I went to my cousin's wedding in Greece and I was able to hand off the majority of things to um, someone on staff who could just refer to our playbook and refer to the systems that we put in place. And we have more to grow an outfit that just tighten up our operations. But that is the real secret. Obviously, knowing your financials is great. And the systems lead to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually the, the biggest even the biggest takeaway for most entrepreneurs looking back is like, oh, I should have, I should have started like documenting processes and you know putting those in place when I when I first started out because it's uh you know it's easy to do that when you're uh, first starting out but if you're already a few years into the business and then you have to create everything then it's suddenly like a bit of a daunting yeah. task. Yep, it's an avalanche of information. But it's a good time to sit with yourself or whoever's owning those different pieces to write them down. Absolutely. So um, <clears throat> for people who are interested in visiting Baltimore or working with you on the design side, like how, what's the best way to find you? So you can find us on our website, which is a chaletcollective.com. Sweet. Awesome. Very clear. Yeah. A chalet collective. Love that. Uh, love that brand, by the way. It's, it's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. We All call right, it Mara. ACC for short. ACC, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. good. Well, thank you so much for for jumping on here. It's definitely very interesting and uh, you know, very. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure to work with you, and um, I'm sure we'll be working with each other for a while going forward into the future. And uh, love to come to Baltimore at some point. And yes. uh, for the listeners, for the listeners, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be back with another episode on Monday. 
And do you have any last final words to share? Thank you so much for everyone who's listening. Remember that design is super important and functionality can be beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.